Hey, Palmetto Shores, and welcome back to our small group resources. Uh, today we're going to be in Daniel chapter 7, and our sermon text is coming from Psalm 89, and we're finishing the chapter with verses 19 to 52. And uh, in our text today, in Daniel 7, we see a shift um, that instead of Daniel having to interpret someone else's dream, Daniel's having a dream or a vision, and it's being interpreted. And uh, so today's passage is going to feel pretty dark or heavy, um, but we can really draw out some uh, great encouragement just as believers. Uh, so since the book of Daniel is apocalyptic in genre, uh, of course we're going to be getting a lot of that imagery throughout. And so after reading through the dreams previously noted um, in the first half of the book, 1 through 6, uh, Daniel's dreams are going to stand out to be different from seven or chapter 7 through chapter 12. Uh, Daniel isn't being threatened to be taken down or, you know, asked to repent of his sin, but rather Daniel's dreams serve as an encouragement and um, it's an encouragement of God's faithfulness and it serves as a warning to the rest of God's people to be ready for the kingdom of God to come. Uh, so there's so much rich content in this passage, so we don't want to, I won't be able to get to all of it, but uh, let's dive in to the text and pull out some key passages and starting off with the vision of Daniel in verse two, it says, Daniel declared, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were steering up the great sea. And four and four great beasts came out of the sea, different from one another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. Then as I looked, its wings were plucked off, and it was lifted up from the ground and made to stand on two feet like a man. And the mind of a man was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second one like a bear, it was raised up on one side it had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth, and it was told, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I took or after this I looked and behold another, like a leopard with four wings of a bird on its back, and the beast had four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw it in the night visions, and behold a fourth beast, terrifying and dreadful, and exceedingly strong. It had great iron teeth it devoured and broke into pieces and stamped what was left of its left and stamped what was left with its feet it was different from all the beasts that there were before it and had ten horns i considered the horns and behold there came among them another horn a little one before which three of the first horns were plucked up by its roots and behold it and this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and the mouth speaking great things. So it's passages like these that make me really thankful that I'm just reading the story and not experiencing it for myself. Because uh, we see that, you know, first off we have a beast that's like a lion with eagle's wings. And the second, like a, a bear with ribs in its mouth. And the third is a leopard with four wings like a bird and uh, four heads. And then the last beast uh, we don't even get an animal comparison here. It's just that it was so terrifying and dreadful and uh, exceedingly strong is what Daniel says. And uh, many commentators and experts say that these are, um, you know, different empires, the Babylonian Empire, the Medo-Persian Empire, uh, the Greek Empire, and then the last one being uh, the Roman Empire. And so no matter what it is, though, uh, we've seen through history kingdoms rise and fall over and over and dynasties don't last and uh, the rulers always die. None of, no dynasty has survived uh, forever. Um, 
And the last scene we get here in verse 9, or I'm sorry, in the next scene we see in verse 9, turns to show us uh, the king hasn't died, though. Um, that this king, um, the Ancient of Days is what he's called. Um, in verse 9 to 10, it says, As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took a seat. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head was pure wool. His thrones were fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousands served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were opened. The Ancient of the Days is, is God. Um, he's just... That's just one of many names that describes him and uh, his majesty and his glory. Um, and it shows it. He's ruling and he's judging. And there's thousands and ten thousands and ten thousands uh, serving him. And he destroys each of the beasts and he still rules. And in verses 13 to 14, we see something very similar um, or very familiar to us as well. Uh, if you remember when we studied Mark back earlier this year, Jesus uh, spoke of himself as the son of man. And here we actually get a picture of that in the Old Testament. Um, in a few of these verses from 13 to 14, it says, I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came like one like a son of man. And he came to the Ancient of Days, and he was presented before him. And to him he was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his king and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. So, what better picture of Jesus do we get than this? Um, this passage predates Jesus by a long time, many years. Um, yet, it's exactly what God said He was going to do, um, what was going to happen, and it's uh, a picture of the kingdom that we get to live in today. Uh, we don't have an earthly kingdom that we dwell in as believers, but we have a heavenly kingdom that we inherit through our relationship with Jesus. In the last half of this chapter, Daniel inquires more about that fourth beast. And um, from verses 23 to 25, we see that the beast is doing his best to take down the Most High God and to torture the saints. And um, it's clearly evil against um, anything that's good from God. Uh, but we get the gospel here following that in verses 26 to 27 when it says, but the court shall sit in judgment, and his dominion shall be taken away to be consumed and destroyed to the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High. His kingdom shall be an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. So that is the victory. And what do we do? Nothing. We did nothing to receive it. Uh, the Most High God takes the kingdom away from the beast and destroys it, and it becomes consumed. And God graciously gives us a new and better kingdom, one that doesn't end, one that's everlasting, and one that only comes through the Son of Man, who is Jesus. And so, again, there's a lot of content here and a lot of good uh, topics to discuss. So I hope you'll enjoy digging into this passage today, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.